Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Finn podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And we're your hosts tonight, guys. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, that is our title. Sweet. Um, tonight, guys, we're going to be talking a little pre tournament preparation and uh, a little bit about vehicles and hauling kayaks. So, I know we both have our first tournament this weekend coming up starting the season off i know i've been going down to the lake and uh pre-fishing a little bit doing some some stuff some last minute adjustments on the boat and all that good stuff how about yourself my man yeah i've been uh getting my trailer all put together it's been uh it's been interesting did some drilling yesterday so I uh, got the stabilizer jacks on there. I'm pretty much ready to go for the most part. Ready to rock. Ready to rock. Well, I know you're fishing uh, Banner Marsh down there, and you fished that once before, right? Uh, well, I fished the lake actually a few times, but um, but I fished it like one one other time for a tournament. But um, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting lake, that's for sure. That whole area down there. So, what have you been doing to like kind of, kind of pick some spots out and stuff? You just going off memory? You've been like looking at maps, any of that good stuff? Prepping? Are you kidding me? You're talking to a pike fisherman, dude. You just sling and you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, I know the like. I mean, I'm I'm no master of the lake, but I know some pretty choice spots uh actually i caught my personal best out of there uh 22 and a half so nice i know that i know that place has got some fish um you know great musky lake too yeah but uh 
But um, no, there's, I mean, there's some really cool, it, like I said, it's really interesting because some of it's natural, some of it's dug out. Um, you know, it's all wetlands back there, basically. So it's really, really diverse. Sure. I mean, you can go from, you can go from fishing like a 30, 40 foot hole to punching in the shallows. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, what, what that place offers is, especially with the weeds and like the dugout parts that like they, you know, I mean, just imagine, uh, you know, just a slow descent or no, sorry, not slow, but more of like a sharp descent to the like 40 foot depths just in those channels. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I mean, I'm getting one day of pre-fishing and then one day, uh, one day of the tournament and we're just going to see how it goes. And, Hopefully I catch some fish. Um, I haven't caught one bass this year, but I really haven't been out. At, well, I think I've been out like twice. Yeah. Like, I just haven't, I haven't had any time to do anything, and I'm scrambling still. So. Sure. What about you? What about you? What do you got going on? Uh. Well, I know I like to talk about eliminating water, and I did quite a bit of that on Saturday, to say the least. I think we did six miles of eliminating some some water i went down saturday morning i met a uh, shout out to jacob ruff um met up with him at like was it 4 30 in the morning in rockford he was coming from waukesha so i met him at like a park and ride type area through his boat and my truck and we headed down i think we got on the water by eight o'clock or something we were driving through some pretty dense fog getting down there, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, we were hoping that, you know, the areas we fished on Saturday would, would hold some quality fish, but just a a lot of short fish. So it's going to be a long ride to get some, to some decent fish. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, we caught fish, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like we didn't catch any, but I don't think it was tournament-worthy, you know, bags, so to speak. Um, And granted, the weather conditions were a little different than what they're going to be tournament day, because I think it it got up to 70, and it was partly cloudy uh, this past Saturday, and then come tournament, I know it's supposed to be like, 50% 50% AM showers, uh, 55 degrees, things of that nature. So I've kind of already experienced that, uh, one of the trips down that I took. So, um, and that was kind of one of the trips where I found some good fish. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't want to give away too much info just cause I know some, some folks are listening that are going to be oh, at yeah. the tournament. So not trying yeah. to hide it from it, you. Next week, next week, <laughs> I'll reveal more. <laughs> but yeah, uh, me, me too. Once once I win the tournament, I'll let everybody know. Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. Well, it was interesting. So uh, this is supposed to be the biggest live tournament that KBL's ever had because um, they, you know, that I've talked about this in previous episodes. They had 50 member spots and then if a tournament didn't fill up with all 50 spots they were going to open up x amount of spots to the public and 
I think we had uh, 47 of the 50 members signed up and they opened it up and we're currently at 49 of 50. So uh, top five places are going to pay and first place is a G note. So man, big bucks. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, it, I think the, the, I was going to say, I think the, the more interesting part of this is that, you know, me and you are going to be in the same area. Basically we're only going to be about an hour apart. Um, different days though. Sure. But we're, we were talking about the uh, the temperature and how it's pretty much going to drop like 24 degrees from Thursday to Friday and then pretty much stay steady on that point uh, into Saturday and Sunday. Well, what's crazy is I looked at the weather earlier today. So at home here uh, in northern Illinois, I know you're down in the, you know, southwest suburbs, so to speak. But at my house, it says that the weather, oh, they changed it. Originally, it said Wednesday, snow in a high of 37. Now it says rain in 36. And then it jumps back up to 50 Thursday, 44 Friday, Saturday, 47, and Sunday, 48. Now, that's that's here at my house. And I'm going to pull up the weather down there real quick that's down there currently uh, to see. Because it was like, yeah. So, you know, it's supposed to be 40-something um, over the weekend. Down there it's going to be 54 on Saturday and 50 the day of the tournament. Yeah. And they changed it from 50% chance of rain to 60 Oh, so you're definitely getting rain. Winds are going to be out of the northeast at 10 to 20. So the paddle back will be easier. But the paddle going out is going to be the rough one. Yeah, I noticed that too. Because like on uh, Friday when I go pre-fish, <clears throat> it's supposed to be really gusty. Um, I mean, that's going to be like 10 to 20 mile an hour, but it seems like it's going to be more around 15. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know and like and then couple that with the the 40 something degrees it's gonna be and you know again like you said into the 50s the next day like low 50s it's all i could think was it's it's kentucky lake all over again yeah <laughs> all I could think of. i'm like i'm so tired of being cold and the crazy thing is it's gonna be like on thursday it'll be like 73 or 76 down there and then boom like the next day it's like 40 something degrees yeah. I was like, uh, oh, that's just awful. And you know that's gonna shock the fish. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I mean that weather change is gonna do something to those fish and like I said, I mean the only benefit I really have off of that is I kinda experienced that in one of my pre fishing days, so Granted, the water temps are going to be a little different than what they were two weeks ago. So, but uh, I still think they're going to do the same thing. I just got a feeling. So, we'll see. Hopefully, it pans out. But I'll be able to kind of gauge that Saturday. So, I'm uh, I'm leaving Thursday morning. I'm gonna fish a little bit Thursday, uh, all day Friday, Saturday, and then tournament Sunday. So. 
I got some spots. Man, yeah, you're, <clears throat> you're definitely going to be out there. You know, uh, I was going to suggest this. Uh, throw a 12-inch worm. You should be fine. <laughs> hmm. I've I've thought about throwing the 10-inch. Thought about throwing the 10-inch. Oh, no, no. Go go big, dude. Just go 12. Go big or go home. I don't have any 12s. I know I got 10s. <clears throat> oh, well, then all you got to do is just, you know, melt them together. You'll be fine. Just cut a 2-inch. <laughs> just, just add it to the tail. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah. You'll get, some, you'll get some new added action you never saw. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy, man. I've been I've been looking at maps pretty hardcore and uh you know just looking at some other areas i need to scout out and i'm sure i'm gonna do a ton of that come the end of the week when i get down there so but i have a a tentative game plan and that's why i kind of started out scouting where i did and then you know saturday we went and checked this other place out because we were able to cover quite a bit of water and you know not only that some different presentations so it'll be interesting so yeah i mean that's the biggest thing um you know if you get a chance to pre-fish for those listening you know it's like take advantage and throw as many presentations as you can until you find a nice solid pattern and when you do find a pattern like still throw some other stuff mixed in in there and that's kind of what i've been doing and um you know i found another bait that i could probably go to uh, come tournament day, uh, this past weekend. So that was, that was a thing, you know, so it, it should be interesting. should be interesting. I'm enjoying your vagueness. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, man, I, I, I wish I could say more and I'm trying like, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking like, what can I say and what can I say? Cause I want to, yeah. I want to start the season out with the first tournament with a big bang. That's all I'm saying. KBL folks, watch out. That's right. Coming Whopper, for you. floppers, and cheddar baits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be throwing uh, Whopper ploppers, the banjo minnow, and there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, that banjo minnow has been what's killing them. So, yeah, pick some up if you can find some. Yeah. <laughs> Show up, like to, show up to the ramp. Everybody's tying up banjo minnows. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. Jacob got uh, one of those uh, open spots, and, uh, you know, he's looking forward to it. This is going to be his first live tournament. So, um, you know, he's uh, going to be down in the area. So he's shooting over Sunday morning to uh, fish the tournament. So it should be interesting. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I, I bet that's going to be like a lot, like pretty overwhelming, like for the most part, for being a newbie. Yeah. You know, well, like, did, I, did I remember this? Am I setting up right? You know, going through the whole the whole uh, spiel of it all. Well, it was kind of funny. He's. Uh, they opened up registration Saturday morning, so he registered while we were sitting at the boat launch, getting ready to you know unload the kayaks and stuff. I was like, dude, just register and then we'll unload get set up and take off you know so he oh, does that's... he does that gets gets registered you know because we didn't know if it was going to fill up right away or not so he gets registered we go out and fish all day and uh he only caught one fish and it was like 12 inches or something and he's like well i'm glad today wasn't the day of the tournament otherwise i'd be pretty upset yeah. <laughs> oh yeah just wait yeah just wait to 
Wait till you get inside your head. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had, I had some of those thoughts there too, because it's like, you know, like I said, it's going to be, you know, I think we kind of got shafted on, on the launch spot, um, in general, because you, it's not like KBF where you can launch at any launch or multiple launches. We all have to launch at the same yeah. place. So it'll be interesting yeah. seeing 50, 49 boats take off from the same launch all at the same time. But, uh, hey, I've been there, dude. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know? so it'll be, it'll be a little, a little hectic, I'm sure, but, um, interesting to say the least. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take off. I mean, we're gonna head to uh, Plan B. So, you know, we were hoping Plan A worked out, but you know, unfortunately, it ain't ain't the case. So, yeah, well, good luck to you guys out there. Yeah, same to you guys, man. I know you're fishing with Glenn, your OG homie. So. Yep, finally get to go fish a tournament with Glenn. It's been over. Actually, I didn't really see like get to fish them that, that much last year. Yeah, I was with you a ton compared to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's pretty happy to be back out. That's why he jumped on the St. Chris, uh, St. Chris uh, Lake tourney with KBL. He, he he was just like, dude. He's like, uh, he's like, so I'm gonna change my mind and and go go fish that on Sunday. And I'm like, all right, it's fine, you know. So because he's camping with me. Um, sure. For two nights well so far the two nights who knows he may change his mind yeah <clears throat> but but uh yeah man it's uh i'm looking forward to it not looking forward to the cold but yeah anything keeps me away yeah i'm just looking forward to kicking the season off and uh getting the ball rolling you know um i don't know the next like month and a half is going to be pretty pretty chaotic for me so I uh I got a big announcement. It's going out on Sly Dog Podcast this week, so Oh yeah. Check it out. If you miss it, I'll talk about it next week. But Yeah. Um uh it's so big I don't even know about it. Yeah, you don't. We haven't even talked about it, but well we have, but not really. But uh yeah, so I'm uh I'm adding to the list of nice. the, the gotcha. season. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, man, especially with what I'm, I'm trying to accomplish this season and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's just one step in that direction, I think. So, um, it'll be good, but yeah, man, uh, I mean, studying maps, going over depth charts, looking for some spots. That's what I've been doing. And then, you know, going in and applying that on water. And, uh, you know, even if you're not fishing a tournament uh, and you're just going to a new lake, I think that kind of relates to, you know, what we're kind of gearing up for here, you know, for you listeners that are maybe not uh, hitting the tournament season. So, but, uh, yeah, should be good, man. Super good. Yeah, I, I, won't, make, I won't make it sound like I don't look at maps because I do, but. I just haven't. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'll, like I said, you know, I mean, I know that like pretty good, but I'll probably still look at some of the depths just to see. Yeah. You know, to kind of re refresh, so to speak. Yeah, I know when I'm sitting in uh, Mobile HQ every night. That's kind of what I'm going to do is kind of go over 
maps and what I've hit, what is produced, and look at some other potential spots as I'm going through pre-fishing. And, you know, same thing, just keep eliminating water. So, you know, should, should hopefully be good. So, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, so another interesting topic for this evening, hauling kayaks, vehicles, things of that nature. Had a interesting phone call with the Godfather today. He's, uh, looking at getting a new pickup and, uh, he did say, uh, as soon as he gets a couple trips under his belt for the season, he, uh. We're gonna have the epic return of the Godfather. So, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting kind of stoked for that. So he said he wanted to get a couple trips under his belt. So he had something to talk about. But uh, yeah, he uh, so he purchased a pontoon boat in the off season that's being built. So he needs a vehicle to tow the pontoon boat to and from the launch. Uh, not going too far, but the the main thing is is he's going to be using it for hauling his new canoe. And I know you guys have heard him talk about it on previous episodes where it was just a frustration of having to tear that thing down and then flip it upside down on his car and, and haul it, whereas he can leave everything set up so when he gets to the ramp, drop the boat, park the truck, get in, and go out and fish. So you know, we were talking uh, some interesting topics in relation to that on the phone today, and he's like, you know, this would be a great podcast topic, and I said, you know what, that's an epic idea. We'll add it to the show this evening. So, you know, he's looking at, um, you know, his main thing was uh, gas mileage, uh, tow capacity, yeah. and things like that, because it's going to be his everyday driver as well. So, you know, he's looking at the new Ford Ranger, which I guess has got the four-cylinder EcoBoost, and that thing's supposed to get 30 miles to the gallon. And, I, you know, I got an older Ford Ranger, and I told him I think I'm getting 16 and a half, you know, if I'm just hauling my kayak in the back of the truck, and that's what I get normally on the road. But when I'm pulling yeah. my trailer, I'm getting like 10. So that drops off dramatically granted that's a heavy trailer so i was like you know i wonder what jay gets gas mileage wise because i know you got a silverado and you got the v6 right yeah way to let the cat out of the bag i got the wuss silverado hey bro <laughs> hey. well my old man you know i borrowed his truck when we went down to tennessee um just so we had some more room and comfortability and such and he's got the v6 eco boost and he normally gets 18 miles a gallon empty but when we were pulling the trailer i think we were getting like 11 i mean we were burning some fuel so yeah i could see that so i mean um, where do you I get, get where do you get in gas mileage wise and then when you're pulling you know obviously your kayak trailer is pretty lightweight now it's a little heavier so i'm sure it's going to change a little bit but where do you get in like fuel mileage and is it dropping off when you pull out pull your kayak trailer not really um uh luckily that the the trailer i have is pretty light uh for the most part i mean it has added weight now and i haven't really <clears throat> driven it a long distance yet with the uh 
with the rooftop tent on there. Sure. But and it, the big rig. It's never been. Yeah, and the big rig. Um, it's never really uh, affected it much. I mean, I'm always kind of. I mean, on the highways, I think I'm like pushing like, I would say like 22 to 26, depending on how heavy my foot is. Sure. And then like, like local, it's uh, probably. I would say anywhere from like 15 to 19. Okay. I, I would say 19 being, being on like, you know, obviously the high end, like where, you know, uh, this, you know, everything's optimal, you know, like just so happens that day I'm driving great. Traffic's great. You know, where you're not a ton of stop and go. No, but mom, I mean, you know, for a full size truck though, that's, uh, and again, what that's pretty epic, dude. That's some pretty stellar gas mileage. That's better than what my truck gets, and it's smaller than yours. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I guess it lucked out. I didn't really need a V8 because I wasn't going to be hauling any, like, you know, big boats or big trailers. So I got the V6, but I got, like, the bigger package, you know, with the full size. And Sure. Um, I thought I needed that room because I got the crew cab, too. So it's, like, basically it's an SUV, like, for the most part. Um but uh yeah, it gets great gas mileage handles awesome. Has tons of stowage room for everything. Um see but, that yeah, I like it. Yeah, that interests me because, you know, obviously like fuel economy is a huge thing, especially with gas on the rise. I mean up here we're paying I don't know what it is by you, but I know up here by me it's two seventy five a gallon right now. And yeah. I know when I planned out my season, I knew it'd go up this summer, but I wasn't thinking it'd be that much because I was thinking like two fifty. Because when I planned out my season, I think it, gas was around two bucks. So I'm like, ah, fifty cent increase, right? Now it's seventy five cents, and I'm like, whoo, gotta repunch some numbers, you know. But <clears throat> I think I think the gas stations jacked all our gas up because of that. Um, the gas tax that's going to go across. Um, I think they're just getting ready, so they they're making their money. Yeah, that's my that's my. It's not voted on yet, but that's my personal uh, insight on that. But yeah, I saw it go to three bucks like right away, and I was like, wow, we, we're not even in the like the traveling season yet, and they're already like starting to spike prices. But then again, I did see them come down a little bit uh, as of today, even though Tuesday is usually that day um, where they rise or fall. Uh, but I saw some of the prices like taper off, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, 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 that, it's, it's important because it can, I mean, it can make or break your budget for, you know, for any tournament, especially if you're traveling long ways and, and if you're taking a heavy trailer versus a light one, and, or if you're, if you're taking a trailer at all, um, you can say you know, it, I, you can say it, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say you got it easy. You definitely have a heavy trailer, but there's pros and cons to all that. I mean, you're yeah. taking any house with you, basically. Sure. And we talked about this because the, the you know the weather at night is going to be very interesting during this time down there. You know, the, you know, down south in Illinois. Yeah. And for the first time ever, I think no, second time. No, no, we'll say the first. The first time I've ever camped. And had a, a night where it was like 30 degrees. Sure. Um, the only other time is the time I was up in Minnesota with my buddy Tony and his RV's heater broke. And we ended up staying at, 
scene in the parking lot up there in Minnesota. It was like 20 below. Um, That's fine. Talk about sleeping in full. Yeah, talk about sleeping in full snowboard gear and still being cold. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, d- down to the boots. I mean, Jeez. basically everything that you would snowboard in, that's what you slept in. <laughs> and it was still not warm enough, dude. I was so I was so cold. It was, you know, so that's the one thing I have going into this. So I'm like, well, all I got is a tent, and it's going to be like the low for the first night, like 33. I'm like, this is awesome. See, but you, you've got like solid walls, and, you know, sure. you basically have something that can – retain heat and stay warm for a while. Well, and that's an interesting so, subject. Do you think um, that's going to affect you come tournament day? You know, I thought about that. It could. Because um, I, I know. I, I really don't know. Well, the reason why I bring that up is I saw um, this This was a little while back. Um, uh, previous guest, Dusty Yacker, um he made a comment somewhere. I don't know if it was on KBF, KBN, whatever, but you know, his point was, is, you know, I used to do the sleeping in the car thing, camping in a tent thing. And, you know, he's like, I just, it it just doesn't work for me. I have to like, you know, he's like, I would have miserable tournaments, um, and not the best results because, you know, I, I didn't have those comforts. So now he stays in a hotel a lot and he says that prepares him a lot better for the yeah. following day. He gets a good solid night's sleep and all that. And, you know, I could totally get that, you know, and I mean, obviously it's working. The kid's been killing it, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Um, I know there's, uh, you know, at the campground there, uh, for this tournament, there's uh, quite a few KBL members uh, camping out, same campground. We're all kind of near each other. Uh, I know I saw one guy's got a pop-up camper. Another guy's got like a full blown-out camper. You know, I got the, the cargo trailer conversion, which is like Jay said, a mini house. And I've been doing some yeah. work on that uh, this past mm-hmm. week and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Um, you know... I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. I know that was one of the thoughts I had going in the back of my mind when we went down to Tennessee and, uh, I slept pretty good. I made some adjustments and, um, I'm furthermore making a few more adjustments so I could sleep a little bit better. I'm extending my bed a little bit so I don't have to sleep at an, a goofy angle to, you know, be somewhat comfortable. I could roll around a little bit if I want. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's going to help, you know, I mean, and here's the thing too, is like, you know, I say, yeah, I'm going to get a good night's sleep, but I know, you know, the night before I'm going to be up, you know, thinking like, you know, is my plan going to work this and that, that's when you start really second guessing yourself. And then you find yourself wake, like lying awake at 1am going like, Oh, uh, if I go to sleep now, I can get three hours of sleep. So I should probably do that and stop thinking about fishing (laughs) so it's one of those things where it's easier said than done right you know it's uh it'll be interesting to see uh how it all plays off and sure you know and i think the like the 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 big thing is like all the stuff that i've read like i mean and watched uh, you know because you know as we've talked about 
you know, the big decision for me was, you know, do I get a, do I get the Econo van, you know, the, the 40 Econo van, like a thousand dollar one, or do I get the rooftop tent? Um, and I, and I remember just watching all the videos and how everybody describes like the cold, you know, uh, the cold camping, so to speak. And, you know, basically just staying, you know, when it's below, you know, below freezing or at least at that point. And most people are, you know, mostly what I've heard is dress, dress for the cold, you know, dress for the weather, but also make sure that you're dressed before you get cold. Sure. Um, yep. you know, you know, so that way you're not like reacting to it. You're more or less preventing it. Yep. Um, if you have a heat source, uh, <laughs> definitely exploit that. Like, like we were just talking about before we actually, before we started recording, uh, I went ahead and purchased uh, a Mr. Heater, um, just to not to sleep with, but, uh, just to warm up the tent when I get up there before I go to bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, um, you know, the other thing is too, is I've also heard that it's, it's good to actually sleep, you know, in the cold, as long as your body's warm, you know, uh, if you're in like a cocoon, uh, sleeping bag, or just at least where your whole body is warm, if the air around you, uh, is cold, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it, it's going to take you a minute to warm up. So, I mean, whether you're in a tent, whether you're in a trailer or whether you're in a, like a van or some kind of a vehicle, you just got to make, um, you know, those choices. And then you got to, you kind of got to uh, feel it out. Like I was saying, I got to, I don't know what it's going to be like. It, you know, I mean, I know it's going to be cold, you know, but I kind of got to go through it and I'm going to put myself through it just to see. Sure. Uh, it is kind of early in the season for us, but I mean, but it gets cold sometimes. So what I'm going to do is just bring extra stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make sure it's up in the tent just in case, you know, I need it throughout the night. Uh, but I'm going to wear the thing that always kills me is not having good enough socks. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to make sure I got my heavy duty wool socks on, um, just to, you know, make sure I see toasty and, you know, the long underwear and all that. So, I mean, I think, you know, it, it, to like the point of staying in a hotel, yes, I could totally identify with that. Yeah. But unfortunately, like where I'm staying, they don't have hotels or anything like that. Yeah. And, and plus I got the rooftop tent and the whole point of having that is not to go to the hotel. Right. So well, not we only that, Not only that, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's not in the budget for me, you know. Um, oh, no. You know, like, like I said, I'm... I'm camping Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That cost me sixty bucks. One night at a hotel oh, yeah. nowadays is a hundred plus, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, and that's what's gonna afford me to, you know, do the things I want to do this season. So, you know, if yep. I was staying in a hotel for every tournament and stop I was going to, you know, it's just, it just wouldn't work out. You know, I'd be broke, real quick. So. Yeah. But, I mean, essentially what we've done is extended our reach. Yeah, right, right. Well, and that's but, the thing. It, yeah. You know, that opened uh, up some doors for, for me and my plans for the season. So that that's that's a nice thing about it, you know. Uh, if I didn't have that trailer, I'd probably be sleeping in the Ranger all crunched up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... In relation to what you're talking about, um, as far as like sleeping in the cold and stuff, like I know the biggest thing is, is don't like 
overdress yourself guys when you're when you're camping and it's cold weather conditions because when you start sweating inside your sleeping bag or whatever that's when you're going to get even more cold so you want to be just right on that threshold um you know because you'll wake up in the middle of night and just you know be shaking shivering because you're sweated yep and then you know that cold finally got to you and you're just you know whatever but I mean, I can relate to what you were saying, you know, the cold around you, but being warm, because that's what it was like yep. sleeping in the trailer with Jay in Tennessee, <laughs> you know, go to bed with the heat on, wake up with the fan cranked and the window cracked, you know, sucking in all the cold air. <laughs> I, I run hot, man. I yeah. run hot. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I get it. I get it. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, and... and you know, back to, you know, Scott's whole search, you know, uh, curious to hear what you guys are running. Uh, shoot us a message on our social, shoot us an email, or if you go to the Anchor podcast app, you can actually leave us a voicemail and we can like play it and then talk about it on an episode. So I'm curious. Um, I like getting people's feedback on such, you know, uh, I know I always leave uh, my little side sly dog podcast episode with like a question or something and it's interesting to hear what some folks have to say so um but not only that but you know brainstorming here hearing other people's ideas and stuff um and sharing those kind of kind of helps mold what you're gonna do you know we it's like with anything doing research but i think the best research is talking to people that have physically done something and then gathering that all together and then composing your own kind of style or, you know, thing, whether it be camping or fishing, you know, a technique, rigging, things like that, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with you, man. I think the community is a very, fishing community is a very important thing to rely on. And, you know, we all rely on each other, especially on the DIY subject. Sure. Um, and that's where, that's where I've gotten a lot of my ideas. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of your ideas, and we've also given ideas to people. So yeah, that's, you know, I, I love it when I get, like, a comment where somebody goes, stealing this, I'm like, hey, go right ahead, because yeah. I pretty much did as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know? and speaking of which, uh, I was down at Rocktown yesterday doing some work, and a uh, gentleman came in. Uh, I forget your name, dude. And I know you listen to the podcast, um, but he picked up a, a new canoe frontier 12 and he had tried sending us a message on Instagram and I didn't see it, um, before he had picked it up, but it was in relation to one of Scott's original posts about his new canoe and rigging up a second seat. And, you know, basically what Scott did was bought a new canoe seat base and then he bought an ascend seat to attach to the new canoe base. And it was just cheaper than buying a second new canoe seat. Um, so the guy was asking about that, and he's like, yeah, I saw that. You know, it kind of gave me some ideas. And then he was picking my brain on, like, how Scott had his trolling motor rigged up and this and that. And he's like, oh, that's all great info, man. Thanks. That'll help me out come up with a plan on how I want to rig mine up. So, I mean, that's just that just goes to show exactly how it turns out and works, you know, just sharing sharing with the community so shout out to that dude and i'm sorry man i forgot your name but uh you know it's crazy i we hear from people like every week 
it seems like it's just like never ending but uh yeah man uh sorry i forgot your name dude but uh congrats on the new boat i know you're gonna enjoy it and uh yeah should be fun man but uh yeah he uh he was down at the shop i know we had some other people down at the shop uh I know uh, they had a new canoe seminar over the weekend as well. Uh, our previous guest, Alan Wiedemeyer, held that. So I uh, hope that went well. And uh, if you ever got new canoe questions, uh, feel free to reach out. I can get them to Scott and he can respond. Or uh, Alan's always a good avenue as well. Um, you know, I think his social stuff is posted in his episode as well. Uh, he's on the new canoe pro staff, so he's always got some, some good takes on how to rig some stuff up and things like that. So, yeah, I'd agree. Those two, uh, <clears throat> especially Alan, Alan's been in one for a few, like, well, a couple years now. So, and I've seen his setup. It's pretty, uh, <clears throat> it's pretty top notch. He's got a lot of good stuff on there. So he's definitely got some good insight and the godfather, of course. Oh yeah, he <laughs> can never forget the Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm 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 itching for his return. It's going to be up. I know. I'd actually like to see us go up to Dullivan and like just do a like a roundtable like right there. Yeah, he uh, he mentioned us going up there, and uh, he, uh, unfortunately, he said because he gave you his spot on the podcast and the podcast has been blowing up since he gave you the spot. Um, you know, uh, he said you owe him a small fee, so I don't know what that is, but, uh, you might have to talk to him about that. <laughs> keep, keep dreaming. I'll find another lawn to launch from. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, yeah, he, he's going to be coming up here soon. He's got some stuff planned, and uh, he's going to go out on Delvin a few times, and then he wants to kind of chat about that. And him and I might try getting out as well uh, out on the home lake here. So I've been cool. kind of waiting for the water temps to warm up at home before I get out there. Um, you know, I know uh, shout-out to uh, our man Rick Kempe. He's uh, a listener, got an email from him. Uh, he just said thanks for uh, doing what you guys do. And uh, he said, I love the podcast. Every subject you've covered has been spot on and very informative. Hope you guys That's have cool. a ton of success in the future. And he wants to hook up and go fishing. So uh, I told him that's definitely going to sure. happen. And, uh, also talk to, um, Brad Hurlboss, uh, I think I'm saying that right, but he's part of the, uh, Heroes on the Water chapter up there in Wisconsin, and, uh, he's making some moves, and he's, uh, he's leaving Heroes on the Water, but he's going to another project, um, where it's, uh, more than just kayak fishing. Uh, for veterans and such uh, so they'll be doing some boat fishing kayak fishing they do anything outdoors hiking camping he said even you know golf outings with veterans 
Um, so he's joining up with them. So uh, we're going to include them in on the uh, recycled plastics program, I believe. I got to, you know, check with Eric, but pretty sure that's uh, how it's going to work out. And uh, we're going to try to have the uh, the head guy uh, from that organization. And it's slipping my mind right now what the name of it is. I think it's Heroes Outdoors or something like that. Um, but uh, we're going to. We're gonna get a uh, a podcast going with him and uh, talk about their plans and what they got going on. So um, should be pretty cool. And then uh, another email from Tim Crichton. Hope I'm saying that right as well. He's a new listener. Uh, loves that we're in Northern Illinois. He's from the area. Uh, I actually, you know, had a conversation with him. Uh, he lives in Chicago. But he was looking for some spots uh, in northwest part of Illinois, as well as southwest Wisconsin, and uh, any other waters around the area. So, uh, you got any recommendations for Tim to check out in the kayak? Um, <clears throat> I think uh, Rock River is always good up there in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, above the Beloit Dam, which is pretty much the border, anyway. What about anything uh, towards I, Chicago? Uh, you could always like the Lamont Quarries. That's pretty much where a lot of people go. Um, Displains River up up towards the Wisconsin border. I know it's pretty juicy too. Hey, hey, hey! I hey. said up towards Wisconsin. <laughs> now everybody needs to know about the flames. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. No, it's a good river too. This plane is a good river. Um, what else? Other lakes too. There's a. Um, I mean, of course, the the Fox Chain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're brave, if you're brave enough to get on that thing with a kayak uh, on a weekday, yeah. I, I would strongly advise against weekends um, with the pleasure boaters once that kicks up. But right now, man, I mean, the chain is, I mean, it's vast and it's plentiful so there's a lot there yeah yeah and that was one spot i kind of mentioned to him um i know there's a nippersink creek up there um and that's a kind of like a quaint little stretch that drains into the chain of lakes and i know uh our good friend frankie briggs fishes that quite a bit uh sorry frankie blowing out your spot bro but uh <laughs> You know, um, that's a good area in northern Illinois. I know out here, Rock Cut State Park, there's Pierce Lake and Olson Lake. I always recommend Olson yep. because that's kayak and canoes only. Um, so you won't get any, you know, power boaters or anything out there. Um, you know, central Illinois, basically any power plant lake um, plus Lake Shelbyville is pretty good. That's not a power plant lake. Lake Shelbyville and uh, Bloomington Lake, Evergreen Lake, those two are pretty decent. Uh, I know Evergreen's got some multi-species. I fished that last fall. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, a couple recommendations there. And then um, I know uh, our good friend Justin Marshall, uh, who was on the Listener Roundtable, had emailed and uh i responded with my setup but he's uh he was looking at um 
running some GoPros and stuff. So he was kind of wondering setups and things like that. Mm-hmm. He wanted to record some of his trips. So what I, I know I ran my, through mine. I, you know, I got a mount on the front of my Bonafide, but that doesn't really work anymore because of my giant depth finder screen is in the way. So I've been doing <laughs> a, ch- a chesty and then a yak attack camera arm off my black pack for shooting over my shoulder. Um, and then, you know, my normal camera for like, you know, pre and post trip and B roll and all that stuff. So what are you running my man? And I'm running GoPro hero five blacks. So, yeah, this year for me, uh, I, I just upgraded to the GoPro sevens from the GoPro threes. Uh, the threes were great by the way. Uh, so if anybody's still using them, keep using them. Yeah. Uh, they're, the, the microphones are supposed to be like the best on those, but, um, no. So yeah, I upgraded to the sevens and what I'm going to be doing, I'll, I'll be running one over my shoulder as well. Uh, mine's a little different as far as the stand goes. Um, I did a DIY target monopod modification, um, where basically you switch both ends, but anyway, it's a monopod. It's a target. It was like, I think brand new, it was like 12 bucks something like that so it's aluminum but what i do is i put it into a rocket tube and how i secure it in there is actually with one of the rod floaties so i open up the i took the the velcro straps off of the floaty and kind of opened it up wrapped it around uh the the base of the targus uh pod and then just kind of shoved it into the rocket tube and it stays where i needed to uh all the time and doesn't turn with wind and I can pretty much move it any way I want, you know, and with that monopod, you can get crazy height. If yeah. you want, you can, extend that, you can extend that thing like five feet up and like over, like back and over the top of you if you want. But uh, it was just a, I like doing the DIY stuff. So that was, you know, pretty easy to set up. And then um, in the front, sometimes I'll run a, uh, a GoPro like hanging off the front, like off of one of the, the snake arms, like the GoPro, it's not the right name for it, but it's the one with all the joints. Uh, Gorilla Pod. The Gorilla Pod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll run it off that, or I'll run it off of like I have a a Ram. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like a 18 inch PVC tube. It's like one of those ones you get off of Amazon, and you gotta glue the ends on there and all that. But I'll tell you what, it works. And I did, I can run that off of a one inch ball off the front. Uh, with a standard GoPro mount on there, uh, and it works good, you know. But you, it gets me the angle of landing and uh, releasing fish, and then it gets all those stupid facial expressions you get too that you didn't know you make. <laughs> yeah, right. When you, right. When you fish. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> which is always funny because I'm like, I didn't know I did that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we need to stop. <laughs> we, we need to stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. Like self, like just you know, note to self, self. Self, pay attention. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm running. You know, and I'll run one on my hat, too. I got a Sessions 5 I run, but I haven't started using that yet. Yeah, yeah, Well, I know one key thing, like like you mentioned, you don't know that you make facial expressions. Um, however, I think I might have brought this up way back in the day when I started running GoPros and such. Um, when I go through and, like, edit some of my footage, I'll go and, like, if I missed a fish or something of that nature or I lost a fish at the boat, 
I always go back and look at that footage to kind of figure out what I did wrong. Like, was my yeah. rod tip in the wrong spot when I went to set that hook? Like, did I not have enough sweep? Um, did the fish just turn and spit the hook, or did I give him too much slack when he was at the boat? And things like that. So, um, it, it's just cool, like, even for your own personal reference, you know, to go back and review that footage and just kind of see, you know, what what mistakes you have and what you could do to correct those. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. Maybe that's kind of weird to some people, but, hey, man, if it gives you that little bit of an edge to be a better fisherman and put more more fish in the boat, then, you know, give it a whirl. See if it helps, you know. Uh, that's one of my recommendations, and I think I might have said that to Justin as well in my response to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I know, you know, you know, you mentioned the GoPro Hero 3s, and I know what's nice about that is you could do, like, an external microphone, like a Lampier uh, mic. So, like, if you're actually going to make some YouTube videos and stuff like that, you got good audio. Um, the only downfall is, is if you're not doing it with that, like the audio is kind of muffled sometimes, or if, yep. you know, you get a little bit of vibration in that camera arm, you can kind of hear the clacking and stuff. Um, and yep. I, I, I get some of the thumping and stuff in my footage on my GoPros because the external mic is better, you know, so it picks up that thump or that vibration that's going through the boat and up through the camera arm to the actual camera. So... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, usually, I with the threes, I was running that skeleton uh, frame. That yeah, leaves, it it just goes around. You know, the the what's it called? just goes around it. I mean, it leaves the back and the front totally exposed. Sure, which is great unless it rains, and right. then then you got problems. When when it rains, it can be super annoying, uh, especially if it's drizzling, or because then you're switching out, you're putting it into the hard case, and then you're losing. You know, you're losing all the uh, the audio quality. Sure. And then the sun comes back out, and then you're taking it out. So that becomes quite cumbersome. And that's kind of the reason why I went to the sevens um, yeah. is just jump ahead. And plus it's got that the image stabilizer too. So on the kayak, we you know, with all the movement we do, it'll help smooth a lot of that out. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, so I think that was some good feedback and questions. Figured we'd throw those in here yeah. um, yep. and share with you guys, you know, uh, that way, uh, like we said, you know, sharing is caring, helps people out. So, yeah, thanks everybody that sent a question or a comment or a uh, topic in, things like that. So, um, you know, if anybody else, you know, you guys can always email us at uh, paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com or paddle at paddle and fin on instagram and facebook so um real quick uh announcement i just got this email the other day wanted to share it with you guys uh from our good friends at rocktown adventures if you're thinking about buying a boat and want to get out and demo we always preach demo 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 their demo day schedule for the year and i will put this in the show notes um, if you're interested in demoing, you go on their uh, website, which is being reconstructed, but I think the events calendar is still up there, uh, where you can go and sign up for a demo. 
tell them what boats you want to try out, um, sign up, re reserve your spot, um, you know, because they only have X amount of spots sometimes, um, or call the store. Um, store phone number is 815-636-9066. And we got uh, May 5th and May 23rd. May 5th is going to be at Martin Park. May 23rd is going to be at the store or, you know, on the Rock River. Uh, June 1st will be store River. 622 will be at the store. 720 will be out at Martin Park. 817 will be at the store. And then uh, Kevin Versino, uh, the GM over there, he's also going to do um, Tuesday evenings out at Rock Cut State Park. 618, 79, and 86. Uh, so if you guys are looking at getting a new rig and uh, want to, you know, put it to the test on the water, uh, get signed up and uh, they'll get you squared away. Uh, and I know Jay and I have both talked to people both at the fishing shows, in the shop, things like that, at the seminar. You know, when you go to... Um, these demo days, bring a fishing rod, um, you know, cast out of the boat, see what it's actually going to be like when you're on the water and, uh, get a real feel for it. Um, the rock town doesn't mind, um, stand up in it, kind of, you know, see what the stability is, um, rock it back and forth. Obviously don't flip over or fall out, but they'll provide you with a paddle, a PFD. You don't have to bring anything. You just show up and they'll take you out. So, um, I know they do have some closeout deals going on. I know there's a couple of Jackson demo boats that they have up for sale. I believe one's a Kusa and the other ones, maybe Kudas, Kuda 12s. Um, I know they, they have a, um, native watercraft Titan 13.5. That was a demo boat only used like three or four times. And I think that thing, uh, it's got the propel pedal drive. I think they have that listed for like two grand. So if you're looking for a big, heavy boat that's like fishing off of a barge with a pedal drive, um, they have that boat um, and, and a few other closeouts. They got some wreck kayaks as well that, uh, you know, just regular paddling uh, and touring kayaks that were demos uh, that are on sale as well. Um, and then, obviously, they carry uh, new boats. They carry New Canoe, Old Town, Bonafide, Jackson, um, Eddie Line, Perception, and there may be a few other wreck kayak brands, uh, new canoe. I think I, I don't know if I said new canoe. Um, but yeah, guys, if you're interested in getting a new boat, want to try them out, hit those guys up. They got their demo day schedule out ready to rock. So, um, and speaking of which this past weekend, I jumped in the native watercraft Titan 12, Jacob Ruff's boat. And that was interesting. Um, it, it was interesting. Um, you know, obviously, like I tell everybody, I like to eat my cheeseburger, so I kind of have a gut in pedaling versus paddling. I think I'd rather paddle. 
<laughs> I bet. Because <laughs> I was, do I was well, doing some crunches when I was pedaling. But uh, I told Jacob, like, I, we actually pulled up to the dock and we stepped out of our boats onto the dock and then stepped into them off the dock. And, uh, it, dude, that thing is, like, super stable. I told Jacob, I'm like, you'll never flip this thing over. Yeah, yeah. The, the only way you're going to end up in the drink is if you fall out. So, but, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. I mean, um, one thing I'll say about Native is they stand by their products. I know uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but Jacob had an issue. They resolved it instantly or as fast as they humanly could. Um, and then I, I mentioned something to him that, hey, man, your drive sounds kind of loud when we we're out on the water. And uh, he's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. So uh, I guess there was an issue because he had an older drive. Uh, Natives since come out with a new one. So uh, they're shipping him a new one and he's shipping back the old one. So, um, you know, kudos to them. And, uh, I know a lot of manufacturers are like that. I know me and you have had conversations about Jackson, you know, being on top of that customer service. If anybody's ever got any issues, uh, I know Bonafide's the same way. I know, uh, I'm in the one Bonafide's owner group and I know a guy, you know, was getting some water in his hull for some reason. And Luther, the owner of the company and owner of Yak Attack, um, he's on there and he's like, man, that's weird. We've never had that issue before. So they kind of talked it out on this forum and everybody was like, you know, um, put it in your garage when it's dark, turn the lights off and then put a light on the inside of your boat and see if you see light coming out anywhere. And on one of the scuppers, um, there was like a couple little pinholes, like the plastic didn't mold around the mold fully. So Luther sent out a, a guy, uh, one of the the uh, plastic guys, and did a repair at the guy's house. And the guy lived a few hours away from, I think it was like eight hours away from where the Bonafide factory was. But Luther sent a guy down there to fix his boat, and guy couldn't have been happier, so... I mean, it seems like the all the kayak uh, companies go above and beyond if there's ever an issue, and they they want everybody to be happy with their boats and their purchases. So, I mean, I don't think like, I don't I don't think I've really heard of any of the kayak companies, you know, just being like, "Yeah, sorry, you're stuck with that problem. Have a nice day," you know, like a car yeah. manufacturer would or something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, even when I had my feel free, um, I had an issue where I was taking on water during tournaments, not like a ton, sure, but, but enough to annoy you. And at that time, a lot of the guys, uh, I was kind of surrounded by feel free guys too. And they were like, no, I don't, we don't ever get that. And what I had done is I, uh, had, uh, installed, uh, an anchor trolley on mine. Sure. And so, I had actually contacted Feel Free, and then they told me fill the kayak with water and see where it comes and then, out, and see where it's dripping out. So I basically put it on some crates, I elevated it, filled it, and sure enough, it was coming out of the rivet holes. Oh, uh, so yeah. So what I did, well, the thing was too, is like depending on how your rivets, um, how they break, like the stem, sometimes they like break at the base. 
of the stem, and it essentially you have a hole almost, uh, like you know, for lack of a better term. But uh, so what I quickly learned is that when any time I'm doing riveting or anything like that, um, I'll always use silicone. I'll always have it nearby. It goes into the hole as they put the rivet in, and then when I, um, what's it called, end up cutting the stem, I'll I'll put some more on the inside if I can reach it, and then also on the outside, and try to shove as much as I can in there. But you know, point being is that there's a couple ways to check for <coughs> leaks. Uh, one of them is the light method in the dark, sure. uh, you know, a dark space, or you fill with water and you see. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times, if you do have a problem and you do, and they instruct you to do that and you do that and you take video, uh, usually the next step is if it's a factory defect, if they're not going to um, come out and fix fix it like uh, Bonafide did, they'll send uh, a new they boat. might. Well, they'll instruct you probably to a send a video of you drilling a ton of holes in the bottom of your boat. Yeah. And then they'll send. And then they'll send you a new boat. Yeah, I know that happens. Uh, you know at Rocktown because some of the boats, you know, come on a big box truck and, you know, nimrods at the terminals put forks through them or drag them across the trailer and it, you know, grinds it down and they're, hey, how are we supposed to sell this boat? So they actually have a bonafide that got shipped to them where somebody jammed a fork through the back of the boat and, uh, you know, that's basically what they got to do. They got to cut that boat up because they can't sell it so yeah it happens you know <laughs> yeah and i know Rocktown's not the only kayak shop that that's happened to i know i've i've heard that from numerous other kayak shops and things like that so it just happens in yeah. transit so um but yeah you're right you got to drill the holes in that boat because you can't resell them i know they had uh Akusa where something was like that so they drilled holes and it's strapped to a tree out front and then they had an issue with an eddy line where the seams weren't um molded together right so that one's like cut in half and like strapped to uh the sign out front you know so kind of interesting but uh yeah so yeah yes you know just keep in mind it's like if you have a kayak even though it's not a boat there's still some moving parts and some stuff that could fail or you could have an issue with. Yeah. Just be cognizant of it, plan for it. Um, I mean, and that goes for the pedal drives that goes for regular paddle yaks, you know, I mean, just, you know, more or less just be ready, plan for the worst. I'm a pessimist before anything. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pessimistic optimist is what I like to say. Sure. And uh, I mean, so I, like, you know, I carry extra parts for my pedal drives. I always have the silicone, the waterproof silicone with me. Yep. Um, you know, it's like you can in duct tape, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can use silicone and duct tape like a patch. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Just be, anything. yeah. Just be prepared. You never know what'll happen. And, and that's the other thing I'll say too, because I've seen this numerous times, whereas you get a new boat or something and, and, and you do find an issue the first thing you should do is contact the manufacturer or the shop you bought it from and be like, Hey, I'm having troubles with this issue. Not jump on social media and be like, I just bought this boat from, from this kayak shop and they sold me a piece of junk and, you know, screw this manufacturer. They're, they're making garbage, this and that. Okay. We're talking about molding plastic into boats. Sometimes flukes happen. 
And I'm not talking about the bait. I'm talking about small little mishaps in the manufacturing. When you jump on social media or something stupid like that and do that, that's when those people no longer want to help you out. So if you just reach out and you're like, hey, man, got a problem. It's kind of is a bummer. Can you guys help me out? And I guarantee you 99.9% of the time they're going to be like, yes, we want to take you, take care of you 150%, not 100 and make sure you're happy. And all kayak shops and boat manufacturers want to see everybody happy in their boats. So, you know, just a word of the wise. Don't be one of yep. those guys. Um, just, you know, be cool and calm and collective about it. Yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, like I know if if it were to the point like I just bought a boat this week. I had the tournament this weekend, and I bought it from Rocktown, and I needed a boat for the tournament. Rocktown would be like, hey, man, come grab any one of my demo boats until we can get you your new boat if we don't have one in stock. Or if we have one in stock, we'll swap it out as long as Bonafide approves it. So, you know, uh, yep. that that's always the thing, you know. So, Yeah, and I was going to say, too, to everybody out there, just know <clears throat> that um, those owner groups on Facebook – they are more they're they're uh most likely monitored by the companies i know yeah. for a fact that jackson does it yeah and native does it too bonafide um, as well people who actually yeah so people who actually work for these companies are on uh these pages and they're monitoring it and when something comes up they, they'll basically hit it head on um because they don't want to see you unhappy uh, right. and they also you know they, they want to educate you on it too so you know, I mean, the reality of it is bad press is not good for anybody. Sure. <laughs> so sure. it's in their best interest to keep you happy and everything. And, I mean, I'm a team guy, so I even use our uh, secret scroll page to, uh, like, if I have an issue, I'll bring it to the team. Yeah. Um, you know, I, luckily with Jackson, I got, like, you know, over 200 people to bounce this off of. And more than likely, I'm going to have at least, like 20 to 30 respond, um, you know, to me. So I'm using it as well uh, in certain occasions. Or if someone else has a problem, I'll pass it on to them, you know. Uh, but, yeah, utilize Facebook. That's a great way to do it. And like Brian said, you know, treat everybody with respect. Don't start flying off the handle. Nothing's perfect. Stuff breaks. I don't care what it is. Um, even Hobie's break. So, I mean, you know, it, it just be prepared for it and just deal with it uh, in the most appropriate way that you can. And just remember, you know, these are all people at the other end, of, you know, at the other end of these questions. So just, you know, just remember that and treat them with respect. Sure. Because you'll get that back. Yeah. Like mama always said, treat others as you would like to be treated. That's right. And that's my two cents so. for this episode. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the the Jackson team, I see a bunch of posts coming out today. A bunch of guys got put on the, what, National Fishing Pro Staff or something? It's something like that. Yeah, something like that. Is your name on there? It might be. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there. Well, look at I you. Got 
Mr. Fancy Pants, I didn't see your post. Uh, I'm on the list. Oh, <laughs> That's well, about it. My Facebook feed is yeah. full of it. I know I saw Gene Wilson. I think it was Nate Gloria. Is that his name? Yeah, Bart Swab. Uh, John Hummel. <laughs> I'm scrolling through right now. It's yep. all my feed is. I got too many Jackson friends. The hell is up with that? You can never have too many Jackson friends. No, you guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing, I know people are funny about the pro staff thing. Really what it is, we got, our tiers got restructured this year. And now with our incentives and whatever else, uh, depending on what your performance was the year prior, results in uh basically uh a game plan on what you're going to do this year and to it you know what you're going to achieve and everything so i made it to the pro staff team which is cool um it gives me a little bit extra but uh the, the problem is is that there's a lot of people that get on teams and don't do anything so sure that's why it's it's kind of a big deal to a lot of the guys and i know some people are indifferent to it and that's fine you know it's cool and I, like i said i don't ever promote it like oh man i'm better than you guys because i'm this yeah. i'm not <clears throat> you know um you know i'm just out there having fun like everybody else i just you know i just have an edge uh that other that others don't but you guys can aspire to do that that's you know i mean it's cool being on a team there's a lot of neat stuff to come with it and um every now and then you get recognized for it you know so i don't know it's just cool man you know it's, it's a family yeah no have fun I, with it I just saw a bunch of posts coming out today. It was like everything in my news feed was about it. So uh, congrats to all those guys, and congrats to you, Mr. Randall. Thank you, sir, and thank, you know, and uh, congrats to all my Jackson teammates, too, and yeah. anybody else who got promoted this year because um, I know how important it can be in some ways. Yeah. With that being said, if every listener on this podcast would please email Bonafide Kayaks and be like, what the bleep? Why isn't Brian Schiller on your pro staff? I would greatly appreciate that. So, thank you. Holler at me, Bonafide. But uh, uh, it's funny, man. Uh, A lot of people have been giving them some crap about that, but it is what it is. I really don't care. A lot of these guys run with, like, the the team, depending on what the team is, they top out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, like I've been trying to get out of bending branches for eons and like they, they got good guys in their team and gals too. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like they, they top out at a very low number. So it's so hard. It's the same thing with yak attack. Sure. Um, which is connected to bonafide, but yeah. Um, it, it's like, it's so hard to get on some of these teams. So if you, if you haven't gotten on a team, just keep trying, you'll get it, you know, um, just keep plugging at it. Best thing you can do is just um, keep posting for that team that you want to get on. Uh, you know, stay positive. Don't cuss. You know, it's all uh, just remember families, you know, they want to keep this family oriented and stuff. So, um, you know, try to help the community when you can and eventually your number will come up. Correction. Did I say Nate Gloria for the Jackson team? That was wrong. He's in a Hobie. I was thinking of Dustin Nichols was the gentleman. Oh yeah. Dustin dude. Dustin. He's a, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, that was the guy I was thinking of. Sorry, Dustin, and sorry, Nate Gloria. Didn't mean to offend you. I know you're yeah. a Hobie dude. 
And uh, speaking of which, as we've been recording this, I've been getting messages that uh, KBL tournament is now full. 50 out of 50 spots filled up. So, booyah. Hopefully next week I got something to talk about. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. Um, you got anything else you want to add to this before we run down the announcements? No, no, just, uh, you know, uh, good luck to everybody that's out there fishing tournaments and just out there fishing in general. Uh, the, the season is upon us, uh, so get out there and fish. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get a T-shirt made, paddle and fin on the front, and on the back it'll say, yeah, buddy. And then we're going to get another one made that says, and I'm Jay on the back. So yep. if you guys want to see that, let and me I'm know. Jay. Let me know. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make that happen. All right, guys. So with that being said, like I said, I uh, I announced the demo days for Rocktown. If you're interested in that, get signed up. Um, recycle Plastics program. Address is in the show notes. Save all your recycled plastics. Send them to my man, Eric Richards, out at Hammered Lures. He's going to melt those down, make new baits, and send them to the heroes on the water. And hopefully we get the other guys on board as well. Um, what else? Uh, T-shirts, hoodies, things like that, Paddle and Fin. Go to paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Uh, click that store tab at the top. You guys can get some swag. I know somebody uh, left a comment on one of the YouTube videos about it. Um, so yeah, get that going. If you guys don't follow the YouTube channel, please subscribe, tell your buddies about it. We're trying to grow that audience. When we hit a thousand subs, we're going to give away a free kayak. So you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, we got YouTube videos every Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. I missed this past Sunday because I was fishing all day Saturday, but, uh, I will have uploads all week. Uh, even with me being gone, I got some stuff I'm going to I'm gonna throw together and get up there. If you're new to the podcast, new podcast episodes air every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, you can hear these sweet, succulent voices in your ears. So, uh, question, comment, uh, topic, like we mentioned earlier, paddle the letter N in fin at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on our social media at Paddle and Finn. You could see Jay's personal social media at Jay Randall Kayak Bass Angler. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, on Facebook it's uh, what's it called Jay Randall Kayak. Okay. Uh, well, kayak kayak fishing, but uh, Instagram is pretty much the same thing as fishing on. Am I Instagram, Facebook? Just look for the. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, just look for the dude thing in a green kayak. Yeah, yeah, big green kayak. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my personal pages are at Sly Dog Fishing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the Paddle and Fin YouTube is just uh, youtube.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. And Jay's is what, at J Randall Kayak Angler or something? For your YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Jay Randall Kayak Fishing. Kayak Fishing. There you go. Yeah, for YouTube. Got some walkthrough videos, tips, techniques, fishing trips, trailers, you name it. You can find all that good succulent stuff there, as well as our website. So, 
Um, yeah. Good luck, my man, this weekend. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Bring home one of those big fancy checks. Yeah, there we go. It's right. That's my mission. All you KBL folks better watch out. I'm just kidding, but not really. <laughs> so, <laughs> till next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.